This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi there. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. So glad you could join us on this Thursday. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive, right here from the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. We're winding down. It's our penultimate Black and Blue Report of 2016. Can't believe the year is ready to come to an end. I think for a lot of folks, they're saying, yay. <laughs> Maybe you're not. Hard to say. But um, we're going to wind things down with a couple of great shows here to end the week, starting today with two fantastic guests. We'll get to those in just a moment. But how about the Pelicans last night pulling off a big win at the Smoothie King Center and beating the Los Angeles Clippers for the first time this year? And uh, even with Chris Paul playing, it was one of those rare wins over the Clippers in the uh, Chris Paul uh, Clippers era. So fantastic job by the Pelicans last night. Three great efforts off the bench, double-figure scoring from a couple of guys, including Tyreek Evans, who was um, – rather large in his limited amount of time on the floor. I think he played 17 minutes and um, 12 points for sure. And he had five assists and five rebounds as well. He may have even picked off a ball too last night. So uh, it was good to see Tyreek be more like Tyreek. And after a very slow start, Anthony Davis had a great second half and the Pelicans turned it up uh, defensively in the second half too. We've got the Alvin Gentry show for you tonight on the radio, and I'll give you the details on that uh, before we get out of here. Of course, uh, Coach Gentry was ejected in the first half last night, uh, receiving his second technical foul in the span of like 25 seconds. Um, confusing for a moment there, but nonetheless, uh, the Pelicans found a way. They've won three straight now. They've had a winning homestand and can make it a great homestand tomorrow night uh, when the New York Knicks come to town so congratulations to uh to that crew on the other side of the parking lot and on the Saints side of things practice today the final Thursday practice before the final regular season game uh Saints at Falcons this weekend should be a dandy and uh for the second straight week we get a great crew on the TV side uh for the NFL on Fox it's once again Kenny Albert Daryl Moose Johnson and Laura Ackman and uh Kenny Albert's kind enough to join us uh, for a second straight week when he's on the, t- uh, the show tomorrow. Uh, as far as today's show, the two great guests that I referred to, <laughs> Wes Durham, voice of the Atlanta Falcons. I know he's uh, from behind enemy lines, but he's one of our most fun guests and uh, always engaging and great, provides great information. He'll help size up the matchup from the Atlanta side of things today. And then we have Mike Breen today from ABC and ESPN, also of the New York Knicks. Uh, Mike will be here to talk about this past weekend's Christmas Day ball game between the Warriors and the Cavaliers, and he'll get us up to speed on the Pelicans' next opponent, New York, who lost last night to Atlanta, and uh, what that means uh, for the first matchup of the season between New Orleans and New York. So two fantastic guests for you today. I hope that you enjoy these Thursday conversations. Not just any old Thursday here. (laughs) Not with Wes Durham and Mike Breen. And we'll begin here with those two gentlemen right after this. It's family night. You take the wife and kids to a new hibachi restaurant. The flames go up. Your wife's eyebrows get singed off. And Junior leaves with a black eye. Thanks to a projectile shrimp. But it doesn't have to be this way. 
Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the New York Knicks Friday, December 30th. Pelicans Fest begins pregame at 5.30. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're pleased to welcome in the voice of the New York Knicks, also the lead voice on ABC and ESPN's national coverage of the NBA, Mike Breen. Mike, happy holidays to you, first of all. Same to you, Sean. Hope everything's going well for you and your family. It's been fantastic, and it's a great time of year for our league. And, by the way, congratulations. The ratings were through the roof for the game that you had on Christmas Day between the Warriors and the Cavaliers. It was a fun finish, wasn't it? Well, you should congratulate the, the Warriors or the Cavaliers because, obviously, that's, that's what it takes. I mean, those two teams, um, you know, we used the phrase playoff-like atmosphere. But that was one of the most intense regular season games start to finish that I had ever been a part of. Is there a doubt in your mind that you'll see those two same teams in June when you're ready to wrap up the whole thing? Oh, oh sure. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so much basketball to be played. Uh, they're clearly the favorites. Um, and, you know, would you be surprised if they, if they uh, don't make it to the finals? Uh, I think perhaps, but you certainly wouldn't be shocked. I mean, we've seen crazy things in the NBA. And, and as I said on, during the telecast, San Antonio is right behind Golden State, and Toronto is right behind Cleveland. So, you know, a, uh, an additional player at the trading deadline or another player gets hurt, uh, so much can happen. And, and I think this year, I think you're going to see teams maybe trying to, to take that extra step by maybe making a deal they wouldn't normally make come trading deadline. So there's a lot of basketball to be played. Interesting. Uh, when, when you say that, are you, are you wanting me to, to think more about parity and that it's, that it's say better this year than last year across the league? No, no, no. I'm, what I'm just saying is, you know, teams now, you know, there, there's always, and still in, in many ways, the right way is to rebuild. Um, and, you know, use draft picks and sign young free agents and build within the organization. That's still a, a blueprint for a lot of teams. But I think because of the kind of money that players can now receive, 
Um, you know, we saw so much free agent movement last year. I, I think teams realize, you know what, we need to take a chance now while we have this young player or that young player and, and maybe don't have as much patience as they did in past years in terms of rebuilding over a three- or four-year period. So maybe try and hit the home run trade now because they feel, all right, this is our opportunity. Um, that's all I think that means because in, in some ways um, you look at this year, I mean, Cleveland and, and Golden State are they're definitely the team ahead. Um, but when you look at how many teams do you think have a legitimate chance to compete for a championship as currently constituted, there's not a lot of teams. And I think that's what makes teams think maybe they'll make a deal, not necessarily to win a title, but think this is a year they can get to a conference final or get to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, because that's obviously important for a growth of a team as well. And that helps me understand it too. Thanks. Uh, there's no doubt. Michael, I can't remember who said it, but somebody wanted to say that the, this Cavaliers-Warriors thing could be the reincarnation of Celtics-Lakers. Are you are you buying into that? Is that possible? Yeah, I think, I think it is possible. Um, I mean, you know, Sean, uh, in the NBA, rivalries are all about playoff matchups. Uh, it's not geographical. Um, the Clippers and Lakers aren't really a rivalry. Fans might have a fun time with it. Um, you know, the Knicks and the Nets aren't really a rivalry. Until those teams meet in a postseason, it's hard to get a rivalry, and, and, and that's what, you know, the highest stakes possible for the for the Warriors and the Cavs. I mean, prior to the game, the previous two years, they played each other 17 times. You know, seven, seven games in one final, six games in another, plus, you know, two each in the regular season. That's a lot of times for two teams from opposing conferences to go at each other. And when it's for the highest stakes that the league has, it just makes it that much more intense. Then you add into the factor of, you know, the premier players in the game, the marquee star players are a part of it. And you throw in a Durant now as well. Uh, it, it just makes for a, a really compelling rivalry that, you know, the, obviously the more times they face each other, the better it becomes for the, for the fan, not for the 28 other teams and their fans, because they want team in there. But for the overall NBA generic fan, it's it's great fun. No doubt. Mike Breen's with us. Mike's with the Knicks all week as they take on Atlanta, New Orleans, and Houston here in a three-game trip. They start the trip at 16 and 14 here out of the Christmas holiday break. Uh, Mike, are the Knicks in a good spot right here? What's the storyline for them going into this road trip? Uh, I think they're one of a number of teams in the East that feels that they can do some damage. Not at the Cavaliers level yet and, and, and not at the Raptors level yet, but you go teams 3 through 12, there's not a lot of separation. Boston and Charlotte might be a little ahead of some others, but not by much. And the Knicks are a team that I think has, has tremendous upside. You know, they've been up and down a little bit. Defensively, they still need to commit full-time. Um, but they're a team that is still getting used to each other. And as long as they stay healthy, if Derrick Rose especially stays healthy, um, then they have a chance to be one of the best teams in the East because Porzingis has really grown. Uh, Carmelo Anthony now has some offensive help, and they've got some nice young pieces off the bench. So it's a team that has potential, real potential, to be a dangerous team in the second half of the season. Are there immediate questions that they need to have answered, Mike? Defensively, uh, there's no question, Sean. You know, it's, you know, half the teams and maybe more than half the teams in the league have the same thing. Are you committed defensively every single night? And right now the answer is no for them. Um, you know, like a lot of teams, end of close games, they, you know, they D up and get all fired up and can play some good defense. But that's not the way to gain consistency in this league. That's why they're only two games over 500. If, if they were more committed defensively, they might be five or six games over 500. And that's, that's really what separates 
the elite teams from the other teams is that you're ready to commit every single night to play with that type of reckless abandon defensively and do whatever you can. Mike, a big crowd is expected on Friday night at the Smoothie King Center when the Knicks play the New Orleans Pelicans. And forgive me if you haven't had a great chance to kind of drill down on New Orleans yet, but when you look at those teams and how they may or may not match up, um, what strikes you? Well, I mean, uh, first off, I can't wait to get there because anytime you get a chance to see Anthony Davis play in person, it's so much fun. And then you have Davis and Porzingis, these two special young players who are not only you know, an amazing talent, but they both of them have such high character. They're all about winning, all about team first. Then you throw on this off-the-charts uh, ability, and it's just from a fan standpoint, it's great to watch. Um, you know, for the Knicks, it's it's the same thing that they, they have to do every, you know, for, for a decent matchup. You know, they, they can't let, you know, Davis is going to get his, but you can't let somebody else go off and, and have a huge game. And that's what's been happening to him, happening to him a lot. The, the, the role players are having big games. And I think that's always the key when you play New Orleans. You, you know, you can't let one of the other guys go off when you know Davis is going to have a big game. Mike Breen's with us. Mike, before I let you go, whether it be your upcoming Knicks schedule or your upcoming national schedule, is there something that's got you maybe especially tickled a little bit about what you may see shortly here? I know it, I know it sometimes can get uh, into the dog days here shortly, but there's always that there's always that player or that city or team that can give you a spark midseason. Do you see that coming, and what would that be for you? Well, I, I, I couldn't wait for the Christmas Day game, uh, so that was as advertised. As I said, I can't wait for uh, uh, for Friday night to see Anthony Davis, and then on on Saturday the Knicks play Houston, and and to watch right now what James Harden is doing in that offense is uh, it's just sensational. The, the individual performances, um, what we're seeing from Harden and obviously Russell Westbrook and obviously Anthony Davis, um, you know, you want to talk about MVPs. You take any of those three players off their team, and where their team, where is their team going to be? What their record would look like would be downright scary. You know, some teams have very little margin for error. I mean, the Pelicans are a perfect example, even though Davis has been, been healthy pretty much. Um, you know, when you lose Holiday and Tyreek Evans, teams like that, they can't overcome that and expect to, you know, to, to reach their potential. Um, but when you take a player like a Harden or a Westbrook or a Davis and you take them off the team, that's when you see just how truly special they are because, you know, the three of the teams that have trouble being competitive night in and night out without those guys. So I've got games coming up with all three of those. And right now, that's what I love watching when you get a chance to see him in person. Yeah, sounds like a great week. Mike, and as always, it's been a great visit with you. I really appreciate it. Sean, I always look forward to seeing you and can't wait for Friday. That'll be great. New York Knicks, Pelicans, Friday night, Smoothie King Center. Mike Breen on the call for MSG and then, of course, on ABC and ESPN. Take a moment. We'll be right back. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. 
Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Saints and Falcons renew acquaintances on Sunday. It also wraps up the regular season, and there is uh, plenty to watch as that game has been flexed into the late afternoon time slot. Welcoming in now once again the voice of the Atlanta Falcons, Wes Durham, always kind enough to join us on game week. Happy holidays, Wes. Thanks, Sean. You too. Great to be with you as always. Did you expect to be playing for the number two seed here in week 17? Well, in the span of about 40 minutes last uh, Saturday night, a lot of things changed. There's no question about that. I mean, Atlanta won in Charlotte, and we are literally on the plane home. And uh, I can't tell you, we happen to be flying, and you know this from your travels, that some of the planes are equipped with the satellite television, and some aren't. So we took off from Charlotte, and, and granted, thank goodness it was only Charlotte to Atlanta, which is about a 38- or 40-minute flight, because the phones that had the NFL mobile going and were watching the Saints and Bucks, you know, people were like, okay, New Orleans is leading, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. And then we land, of course, and <clears throat> the uh, people have been trying to follow the game on Internet and whatnot. So then we land just in time to see New Orleans put the wraps on it. Um, I think the bird interception is the, the clinching play, at least as I recall this part of the story. Yes. Um, so so we know the Saints are going to win. Well, then all of a sudden, Arizona has been leading Seattle most of the day, and now all of a sudden Seattle is driving to take the lead. And, and again, no TV. I mean, we're, we're dealing strictly with the technology now of our world, which is completely fascinating to the way you and I grew up, of course. But um, – you know, so all of a sudden now Hauska misses the extra points, so the game is tied. And then, you know, we're getting the intermittent feed on the bus going to the designated parking area as to how this game is going to end. And literally, uh, Chandler Cantanzaro kicks the field goal for the Cardinals to win the game. I mean, no more than 40 minutes after the Saints have clinched it and Atlanta's won the NFC South. And then all of a sudden, Cantanzaro kicks the field goal, and now the stakes are win Sunday and you're the two seed and it's just kind of weird how it happened because it 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 was really out of Atlanta's control they did their business by winning the game Saturday and now all of a sudden a win Sunday and and they're the two seed and a bye and and all that kind of stuff all that makes for a fun finish to the season doesn't it not just when you're winning yourself but when you're scoreboard watching and seeing if things can fall your way uh it, it it in a long season Wes that's an interjection of fun and energy late perhaps yeah, and, and you know, it, it also speaks to a little bit of the building process that's taken place here the last couple of years. I mean, a year ago, you and I visited prior to the Saints, you know, coming to Atlanta to close the season, and the reality was Atlanta just wanted to have a winning season. You know, I mean, they were trying, they'd finished, they were, you know, um, eight and seven as it was, and they were going to, they were not of the playoffs. They had been eliminated the week before. It was in somebody else's hands, so to speak. As Dan Quinn likes to use his boxing analogies, they left it to the judges, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so here they are again. Saints are visiting. Stakes are high. Atlanta can finish as the two seed. And it's the final regular season game at the Georgia Dome. And the NFL's flair for the dramatic has come into case. And they put the rivals together here in this last soiree of the regular season at the Georgia Dome. And, and so here is here's the 
nemesis that has been there for the last 10 years in the New Orleans Saints. So it makes for a really good script for sure. No doubt. I was going to ask you about that being the finale of the Georgia Dome regular season run. Um, boy, <laughs> funny how the NFL did make that happen, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, you kind of saw that when the schedule came out, it's the first thing, believe it or not, I looked at the back of the schedule first because I wanted to see who the final game was going to be against, knowing that the NFL has gotten into this division thing here recently. And, and sure enough, they made it the Saints, which is, is incredibly fascinating to me and uh, I think is, is pretty good drama for Sunday. And, and, of course, the stakes for Atlanta are pretty high. And needless to say, I think New Orleans has played awfully well here in the last couple of weeks too. And, and certainly Sunday did – did the Falcons a huge favor by winning the game, and, and it also speaks to to the way they played once they've kind of gotten some guys back from uh, from injury earlier in the season, too. Wes Durham with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Wes, going all the way back to Week Three, Monday Night Football in New Orleans, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's big on, on the Saints. The game's not close. What what if anything makes you feel that this is different this time around? Oh, I think that the, there's nothing more that professional football players enjoy at the end of the year than winning their last game, Sean. I mean, this will be the 13th regular season finale for me and doing the Falcon games, and I can tell you that it, it leaves a taste in your mouth. And New Orleans is not playing after Sunday, and you don't want to end the season on a loss. It changes it changes a little bit of the dynamic you have in the offseason. Um, you know, some guys are playing in their collective football lives. You know how this works. I mean, we all do. Uh, there is a finality to every career. And, you know, there's the old coaching adage of the, the New Orleans Saints that walk back in the locker room or walk back in for off-season workouts in March or April will be different than the New Orleans Saints that play on the field at the Dome on Sunday here in Atlanta. So this will be the last game of this particular team for, uh, for New Orleans. So they'll play hard. They'll play with passion. That's the dynamic Atlanta will have to handle on Sunday, that not only the stakes they're playing for, but the dynamic of who their opponent is. And, and it's an awfully talented football team. I mean, the season may not have gone the way anybody there wants it to, but long as number nine is still flinging it, there's, there's a chance. I mean, because he's one of the best ever spent it. And so I, I think Atlanta will get a tremendous effort from New Orleans on Sunday, and they're expecting to because that's, uh, that's what they've become accustomed to here in the last decade for sure. Wes, let me tell you one thing I'm grateful for here in the final week of 2016. Um, th that is the fact that I am not the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, nor am I the same role for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, yeah. It's, these are two people that know how to move the ball, right? I mean, it's, uh, Atlanta has, has, has even surprised me, Sean, with the depth of their offensive power. Um, I mean, when Matt Ryan threw touchdown passes last week to Joshua Perkins and DJ T. Oliveira, those were 12 and 13 the number of guys to catch TD passes this year. Um, you know, the the biggest upset maybe in the NFL is Julio Jones only has five touchdown catches this year. And Taylor Gabriel, who was waived by the Browns on their final cut, has six for Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, think about the uh, dollar bets you and I could have won with that kind of thing uh, around a room in August. I mean, you know, it, it, it is interesting. But I, at the same time, in, in looking at some of the New Orleans numbers this week, it's been interesting to see the number of guys that Breeze is throwing balls to this year. The number of double-figure receivers on the New Orleans stat sheet is impressive, and it just shows his ability to get the football out. And Dave Archer, who does the games with me, who quarterbacked in the league and played here in Atlanta, always talks about the fact that once he gets set, you let him get his feet set, he'll wear you out. And 
And I think that in, in some of the clips I saw from last week, he got his feet set and, and ripped it on people. Yeah, all day and long. And that's a huge con- that's a huge concern for uh, for Atlanta, as I'm sure Matt Ryan and Atlanta's firepower is for New Orleans. Wes, put me on the ground there in Atlanta the next couple of days. What are you watching for in particular as each day progresses toward the matchup on Sunday? Whether that's probably personnel or what? Of, yeah, probably the health of Austin Hooper at tight end. Uh, Perkins played very well. T. Alavea played very well. But Hooper, the rookie from Stanford, is an emerging guy, to be honest with you, Sean. I think he's a guy who can really help. Uh, keep an eye on Devondre Campbell's status, the linebacker, the rookie linebacker from Minnesota. Um, can he go? Uh, and if so, uh, how effective will he be? Because that gets Atlanta into a little of their sub package. If Campbell can't play, he can really, really run. Uh, so those are the two things to keep an eye on. Hooper was shaken up in the uh, in the San Francisco ball game. Uh, missed last week's going to try to make a run of it this week. So keep an eye on that. And then the status of Campbell uh, will be interesting because of the way New Orleans lines up and deploys some of their backs out of the backfield and also the way they use the tight end. You know, Fleener had just a, an enormous game in that Monday night ball game at the Superdome in week three. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, the other thing that we'll watch all weekend long, Wes, is the, the overall picture for the playoffs in the NFL. I know you're yeah. zeroed in on Falcons Saints. What in particular, though, will you also be keeping your eye on this weekend? I think that Detroit-Green Bay thing Sunday night is, is fascinating. Um, after I, I really had not paid much attention to the Lions until watching the game on Monday night, Sean. That's an interesting team. That that team right there, I mean, the Stafford is the true gunslinger, isn't he? I mean, throws it from all the arm slots and you know, tries to bail himself out. I mean, it's it's the okay corral type stuff. And yet, here's Green Bay doing what Green Bay seemingly does better than anybody else, and that's make this late run in the last third of the season. Winning games, and Aaron Rodgers starts rolling up yards, and they start running the ball, and all of a sudden, you know, they've got – I remember the year they won the Super Bowl, they had like 19 guys on IR, you know? I mean, they seemingly lose players throughout the year, and then all of a sudden at the end of the year, people you've never heard of become invincible. And uh, so, yeah, I'll I'll keep an eye on that one. I I think that's a fascinating game. And then, you know, the dynamic that's going to play out behind the Cowboys, I think, in, in the NFC for these wild card positions is pretty interesting as well. And and if the Giants were to get in, could Eli Manning rekindle some of his postseason success and and that type of thing? I, I you know, the league is the league for a reason. I tell people this all the time and Rich McKay, who's the Falcon president and CEO, told us in our pregame a couple of weeks ago, he said, This is why the league elected to put these division games at the back end of the schedule. You know, obviously to keep from Having teams remember the year the Colts I think were undefeated or had one, undefeated going into the last week and they rested you know two thirds of their roster seemingly. Now you never see that happen or rarely do you see it happen and I think that's something that we're all appreciative of now going down the stretch is the way this thing plays out. No doubt, no doubt. I would imagine it'll be a, a, a rather um, excitable crowd on Sunday when you expect in Atlanta. I think so. I, you know, it's going to be an interesting weekend here, Sean. They're playing one of the college football playoff semifinals with Alabama and Washington. Uh, here on uh, on Saturday afternoon, and the Georgia Dome people are the best in the business at flipping that facility, and uh, so I think it will be a very good crowd. Although it's going to be a different kind of crowd with New Year's Day, uh, the 4:25 start Eastern time really does help this crowd. If it were a one o'clock start, I think it might be a slow roller into the dome, but uh, not now, not at 4:25. I, I think it'll be 
I think it'll be full, and it'll be at full throttle uh, by the time they put it on the tee. We are honored to have you, sir. I know your week has been crazy, <laughs> um, and I appreciate it. You're, uh, Anytime. Always great to catch up with you, and I uh, hope you have a great 2017. Same to you, and uh, you're such a good friend that you'll know that by saying good luck, you know that I'm lying to you. So there you go. <laughs> Just this weekend, Wes. That's all. Yeah, after you that, only tell Jim good luck this weekend, mean it, right? Yes, basically. And then after that, you know, we'll we'll kind of keep an eye out for the <laughs> NFC South in the, uh, in the playoff picture. There's Thanks. No I doubt. appreciate it. Wes Durham, everybody, voice of the Atlanta Falcons. Big game on Sunday, and, uh, of course, uh, he will be busy with college basketball. You'll watch him all college season long across the uh, Fox, is it Fox Regional and the ACC package, West? where we'll find you That's there? That's it. You All got right. it. Fox, right. Fox Sports and the ACC Network. You got it. Beautiful, beautiful. We'll be right back. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. It's family night. You take the wife and kids to a new hibachi restaurant. The flames go up. Your wife's eyebrows get singed off. And Junior leaves with a black eye, thanks to a projectile shrimp. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the New York Knicks Friday, December 30th. Pelicans Fest begins pregame at 5.30. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Before we wrap things up here on this Thursday, a couple of notes for you for programming coming from the Pelicans Radio Network tonight and NewOrleansSaints.com this afternoon. First on NewOrleansSaints.com, we'll have uh, the latest injury list for the Falcons and the Saints. And uh, John DeShazer and I will wrap up the Thursday practice, take you inside the locker room as well uh, in preparation for Sunday's game. And then tonight, as I mentioned, on the Pelicans Radio Network, it's another edition of the Alvin Gentry Show the non-game day edition. So Daniel Salerson will host at our normal time. Uh, not so normal these days, but normally uh, 7 p.m. Central on 99.5 WRNO-FM. An hour full of Pelicans basketball tonight. We'll hear from head coach Alvin Gentry. Spend several segments with him. We'll also hear more from Mike Breen. And uh, Kenny Albert will stop by to, again, uh, help us get a primer here for tomorrow night's homestand finale against the New York Knicks. Uh, the Pelicans will be looking to win four straight and have a 4-1 homestand before taking on the defending world champion Cleveland Cavaliers on Monday. I'll be sure and ask uh, Coach Gentry about that as well. Tomorrow's show, uh, Kenny Albert, full-on basketball and football with him, uh, not to mention the rest of our wrap-up of the uh, practice week for the Saints and a preview of the Knicks and Pelicans tomorrow night, the Black and Blue Report podcast. Yours, obviously, uh, sometime after, let's say, 12 Central. You'll get the word via email. You'll check your app. Uh, it'll download automatically if you're subscribing on iTunes for free. Uh, keep all that in mind. We call it No Appointment Radio. Thanks again to our great guest today, 
uh, West Durham of the Atlanta Falcons, Mike Breen of the NBA on ESPN and ABC, and, of course, MSG's coverage of the New York Knicks. And we hope that you enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.